So let's kick off with the Matildas. A record crowd of 59,155 attending Optus Stadium to witness their 8-0 shellacking of the Philippines. Chinese Taipei are up next tomorrow at HBF Park. And I'm delighted to say we're joined now by Matilda's defender, Claire Hunt. How are you, Claire? I'm great. Thanks for having me on. No, great to have you on the show. Uh, overall, the uh, first two matches, the performance, is it fair to say solid against Iran, free-flowing against the Philippines? Is that the right summation? I think that's a pretty good summation for our performances so far. And it's been great to see squad rotation and a lot of the girls getting minutes and showing their qualities on the park. So I think we have great squad depth and can show that again against Chinese Taipei tomorrow night. Claire, we've seen some incredible crowds um, that, that the Matildas have brought in since the World Cup. It's just been amazing to watch. And again, in Perth, record crowds being records being broken all over the place. Uh, all three matches sold out. The Matildas are certainly the hottest ticket in town. Has this been difficult for you guys or, or how has, is, has this surprised even, even the players? What What's just this wave that you're riding? I think it's not necessarily been a surprise post world cup. I think as soon as we started to gain momentum prior to the world cup and during the world cup, I think the expectation for us now is to continue our performances and hopefully that's replicated in terms of the crowds that we get to matches. And I think, People have started to see us showcase our quality uh, on the world stage, and I think people are willing to to come out to matches. So it's been great to get that exposure, and I think the more exposure we do get, the more crowds we start to pull in. So it's been great to play in front of packed stadiums. Yep, and uh, long may it continue. Um, I want to ask about uh, your performances and, and your uh, place within the Matildas because you only made your debut for Australia back in February of this year. It seems like you've been there for a long time already. How have you been able to slot in so seamlessly to that environment? Uh, I think for me, it's just, it's been seamless and I haven't really thought too much about it other than I feel like I know the professionalism required to do the job and I felt like it's all I've wanted to do in terms of having a career in football in Australia. So for me, it's been, I suppose, I adjust on the go and, and easily fit into environments because I know what my expectations are and I'm, I'm willing to meet those. So I think for me, it's been a wonderful transition and something that I'm grateful to be a part of. And, and your journey to get here to the top of world football, I mean, it hasn't been, uh, let's just call it a, a typical one. You, you come from a country background. Your brother plays cricket for South Australia. Your dad... James played rugby league, uh, one game there for the Raiders. We, like, and with those options available to you, what drew you to football? I think it was probably one of the sports I initially took up. My brother Henry played football until he was about 12 or 13. He was exceptional at it. So for me, I was drawn to that as a kid. We used to play backyard football and backyard cricket. So it would... Yeah, it would just be an, an option for me. And I really quite enjoyed playing it at a young age. So for me, once I got to 11 or 12, I knew that I wanted to pursue that uh, as, I suppose, a pathway and, and give it my all. So once I recognised that, I think that opened doors to me, you know, making representative teams and, and becoming more invested in, you know, football as a career. The other thing I didn't realise about you, Claire, until I was researching a bit for this interview was you've had a lot of injuries to contend with. Uh, is it seven operations yeah. in a four-year period? Goodness me. D does that build yeah. your mental resilience as, as much as your physical? 
Yeah, and I think in terms of looking at the seamlessness in terms of my transition into the Matildas, I think for me it was it felt like a long time coming and I think all of those setbacks were another, I suppose, mental, emotional, physical preparation for what's expected of you in a high-pressure, high-intensity you know, national team environment. So I think although I had the setbacks, I'm not, you know, upset or frustrated that I had them because I felt like they've given me um the skills and resources to be able to thrive in an environment like this so it's been difficult in terms of overcoming those prior to making the national team but now I'm here I feel like I have you know a a unique skill set to bring to the team as well and take us back to the world cup um I mean it was an incredible tournament for everyone in Australia I was one of those in the crowd for all the games here in Sydney took my girls along and, and they loved every single second of it as as did I what was it like for you, you know, playing in front of your own fans in a tournament like that? I can't really describe it. It's it's one of those experiences that is is so amazing, yet you're so focused on doing a job. So it's almost like you want to be able to take in how immense the situation is, but you're there trying to focus on, you know, completing your job and not getting, um, I suppose, drawn into that into that pressure. But I think... It's quite amazing. I just remember the game against Ireland when Steph scored her penalty. It was like that was, a, I suppose, a moment of relief and a moment of realisation is like this is what we're doing. We're representing our, our wonderful country. And to, to hear the crowd and feel that energy, I think that was like, a, I suppose, like a, a segue for us to, you know, draw on that emotion and, and that intensity and take that through the tournament. So... I would just say it was an unbelievable experience and I feel extremely fortunate to have to have lived in that the last well, six months. I'll tell you what, Claire, I called a couple of Australian games at the Women's World Cup and I'm not just saying this because we've got you on the show tonight. I actually said it during <laughs> the call. I thought you were one of Australia's best. I thought you barely put a foot wrong in that tournament and clearly others agree because it's led to this incredible move for you where you're now playing for Paris Saint-Germain, one of the big clubs of world football how did all that come about and and how are you adapting to life as a country girl from australia to one of the busiest cities in the world yeah i must admit it's been a a interesting transition for me even you know being a, a country kid and moving into say like a national team environment so i think having the exposure in the national team environment to then moving to you know a a big well-renowned football club um, has been easier because I've had the exposure with the national team. Um, and, yeah, I feel like now that I get to apply my trade overseas and, and with a big club makes me more prepared for my national team duties as well. So that's how I'm kind of viewing it and I'm enjoying my time over there at the moment. It's quite hectic and, and quite different in terms of cultural language language barriers, but I think I'll adjust with time and Everything I've experienced so far has been quite enjoyable. Parlez-vous un peu français? No. <laughs> I, t- I take it that's a no, Claire. <laughs> oh, very good. Go on, Broski. Claire, just, just touching on that, right, again, looking looking at your move to be at uh, PSG, your debut was against Manchester United in the Champions League. I mean, it gives me goosebumps even just saying that out loud. And for you, yeah. the moment running out um, in experiencing that. Tell us about that. Um, 
the build-up to that game was quite a difficult one. I was struggling with a bit of a knee niggle that I'd had during my time over there and I was uh, in Manchester, but I was informed that I probably wouldn't be a part of the the playing squad. So for me, I, I wasn't necessarily expecting to play and one of the girls went down and injured her knee within the 12th minute. So I don't think I expected to to go on in the way that I did and I feel like it was fairly similar in my experience with the Matildas. I, I didn't expect to get the minutes I did during the Cup of Nations in February. So I think my, I suppose, debuts for, you know, the national team and at club have been very unique and, and very different. So it, it was something that I didn't have the opportunity to think about or process or take in, which I'm quite grateful for because I'm a bit of an overthinker. So the fact that I didn't <laughs> didn't get the opportunity to think about what was going on was probably nice. And then I think for us to keep uh, a 1-1 was disappointing, I think, because we could have buried the game, I suppose, in the first half. But then to come out at home the following week and, and win 3-1 against a fairly strong Manchester United was quite special. And I think that second match and and starting and playing 90 minutes made me realise, like, I'm I'm in the right spot. I'm, you know, playing amazing football with some, some of the world's best. So it gave me a bit of a boost in terms of knowing that I've, you know, made a move that is developing my football. You are indeed playing amongst the best uh, and you fit in quite seamlessly. Uh, one final question. Did, did you have a team when you were growing up or a player that you looked up to, somebody you admired or a, or a team whose scarf you wore on a Saturday evening or Sunday? Um, I feel like growing up, I was quite a all-round sporty kid. Uh, my brother was very into Steven Gerrard, so I feel mm. like I you know, love Liverpool and love Steven Gerrard. And I feel like now I love watching Virgil van Dijk play for Liverpool. So I, I would have to say Liverpool at this point in time. That's it. You're the van Dijk of women's football. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Claire, we wish you all the very best against uh, Chinese Taipei uh, on Wednesday. It'll be another full house, no doubt. I'm, I'm sure the team might be rotated once again. Um, hopefully you get some minutes. And uh, we really thank you for your time tonight on the Global Game. Thank you so much for having me.